Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where Jordan talks about Ready Player One and Cody listens. I'm Jordan. I am afraid. Hey, buddy. So we're going to do just a really quick bonus episode because this week I went off to see the hit movie Ready Player One. Well, hang on. Hang on. I am I feel like I'm walking into an ambush, so we need to give some background here. Oh, no, 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 no. There is no, there is no ambush. Okay, I don't <laughs> believe you, and let me tell everybody why, because here's what happened. I told you the movie was okay and that I enjoyed it, and then you said, oh, maybe I'll see it. And then I got a text from you that said, I'm going to see Ready Player One for you. And then I got a text from you that said, we need to talk. And it felt like you were going to break up with me. <laughs> oh, gosh. And does this, like, ridiculously big smile on my face, does that, like, scare you? Because Yeah, a little bit. Have you read the, Did you read the book? I need to know if you read the book. No. See, that's the thing. I never read the book, so I am coming from an area of not have not have having read the book. So okay. Usually when I watch movies and read books, I usually treat them as separate entities because that's how the studios treat them. They are allowed the movie studios are allowed to basically do whatever they want to the source content. And I'm fine with that as long as you treat them as two separate entities. So I will not be commenting on things that happen in the book because I talked to one of my coworkers who read the book and we like he told me things that the movie did wrong and I'm fine with that. But it's I was I was fine with the movie. So before I, I I'm gonna have you do your first thoughts and I'll do mine. But before I start, I'm just gonna say straight up, I enjoyed the movie. I well, oh okay, I had fun. I sat there and I had fun. I grumped a bit. I complained a bit, but I had fun. There were a lot of things I liked, like Gundam fighting Mecha Godzilla was cool and exciting, and I kind of cracked a big smile. I enjoyed some of what they did with the references. But yeah, yeah. overall, I think it was good. I like. I think it's watchable. Will I go see it again? Probably not. But I do think it was watchable, and I do think it was pretty fun. What What I'll say, and this is this is hard for me to talk about it now, kind of because it's been a while, and I've talked about it with all the wandering gamers who I went and saw it with, or who saw it afterwards. And now you get to talk to it with your evil friend who hates everything. Well, they did not like. Okay, so Vinny liked it. He went and saw it with me and Mandy. He was down. Caitlin and Zach okay. did not like it. So I am more on the side of liking a movie for once rather than not liking a movie. And here's here's what I found out kind of, or here's, here's kind of my initial thought on it is this is a movie that to me should have sucked and did not on the merit of it being directed by Steven Spielberg. And so I could see all the places it could have been really bad and somehow wasn't. And it was just good enough on the merit of it had a very solid director who I think did a good job with the material. So and to me, it was a very kind of, it's a popcorn movie. You know, it was fun. I thought it got the feel of the of the book pretty well. I enjoyed the fact that they changed a lot from the book, which I know you said you're not really commenting on that. But I was glad that it was its own unique story. That being uh, said, my critique of the book was it was very ham-fisted, and my critique of the movie is it was very ham-fisted. So okay. they didn't really get away from that. So, but so overall, we, we kind of lie on the same area with that, because I thought it was very ham-fisted and very Well, pandering. and I'll get into this more as we as we start talking, but to me, the parts of the book that were ham-fisted, I felt like were better handled 
even if they were ham-fisted. So what, what I mean by ham-fisted is this is a social commentary and I'm going to slap you in the face with it and it's not going to be subtle at all, right? Oh, you mean Book the and evil movie. corporations trying to control our video games? Yeah. Book and movie, well, and people spending all their time online, no longer being able to talk to each other in real life, the yeah. kind of ability to ignore real problems for the sake of just like, oh, I can go and pretend to not have them, the way that people hide themselves online, all these things that were kind of commenting on people spending too much time playing video games and becoming kind of insulated in their own worlds. Both movie and book had that. I just thought that the book was ham-fisted, but at least supported its own ideas whereas the movie was ham-fisted and then put stuff in that made no sense and didn't yeah really go anywhere and there was a okay. there's a few things particularly there that i want to talk about but i kind of want to hear your first thoughts first okay well i'm gonna just go into it once again i before people attack me say how could you say these things i did like the movie i liked watching it i have fun there was times where i cracked a big smile because they did things that i really enjoyed once again gundam fighting mecha godzilla i thought was Stupid, but so cool at the same time because it's something I didn't know I wanted to see on the big screen, and I got <laughs> to see it, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> it's like I, I don't full Kool Aid Man on that, and I really enjoyed it. I don't think you have to feel bad for hating on this movie. There's a lot. I think everyone's pretty aware of the fact that there's a lot to hate on. You know what okay. I mean? So first, the first thing I'm going to point out is that I, I really, really hated the amount, sheer amount of pandering that they did. It felt like the movie was winking at me the whole entire time. It's like, hey, this is something you nerds like, right? Hey, look, we have this. And it just, the sheer amount of times that you see Tracer from Overwatch in the background or walking around or like making a motion towards the screen is truly annoying. And it's just like, yes, I get it. You know what pop culture is too. Cool. And then before you get into it, second, I hated how the, like they would show things in the backgrounds, but then they would go out of the way to explain some references. So like at the beginning, when they're getting ready to do the race, they was like, oh, it's that bike from Akira. And they like went into this huge diatribe about the bike and oh yeah, this is a custom skin over a classic bike. And it's just like, why did you have to tell me what this was? Couldn't I have either, if I knew this reference, I would have been like, oh cool, which I did. And I was like, oh cool. Or if I didn't know the reference, I would have just seen cool bike and maybe it's like, Maybe looked it up later. You don't have to tell me why you're being clever. Like, I did not like the amount of time where they stopped. It's like, hey, get this reference. Look, this ref we're making this reference. You like it? Wink, wink, wink. I just felt like the movie was winking at me way too much. So do you remember the part of the movie where um, the evil business suit guy was, like, sitting in his office trying to tell our protagonist how he gets it he gets all these cool references and then he's yeah. just like spouting off other people's references that's exactly that what he the himself does not understand fully i don't i don't i'm not gonna say that's what the movie was doing 100 but there were a couple of moments where i was like oh you don't actually like participate with this stuff at all the the one that it, got me was the, the people saying i don't clan up yeah, over and over. And okay, over. an old person wrote this. I get it. You don't know what that means, and no one it, says that ever. 
And like with the classic video game references and stuff like that, it's cool because Silver actually played those video games. Like he actually a game yeah. he likes those games. So I was fine with the classic, but some of the new stuff where like once again showing Tracer, we see Harley Quinn in the Joker multiple times throughout. What the movie. did you? I didn't see that. I didn't notice. Oh, I saw Harley Quinn was at the bar when the like bad guy avatar with the skull for a body sits down. Harley Quinn was there in the background. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, the big okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I love in the him. background during the big fight. Harley Quinn is also there. You see her multiple times with the Joker multiple times. Um, so, like, and I was fine with it because I get that's what you're trying to do with this movie. But it, it felt like if my dad was trying to connect with me, he's like, hey, you want to watch, you want to play some video games, Jordan? Like, it felt like my dad tried way too hard to connect with me. Wait, which hang on. Like, when, if my dad's listening to this, this isn't what happens in real life. We connect very no, well. No, wait. I want to make a joke about your dad. I hope he's not oh, listening no. to this. My joke about your dad is, so when your dad wants to connect with you, he, he like, shows you pictures of Harley Quinn, and he's like, is this what you're interested in? He's like, <laughs> no, Here's Cody, a picture of Harley Quinn. That's not what I was to say, Cody. You can stop. It's kind of what you said, though. Anyways, know. so that, that was my first point. Um, <laughs> okay, I have, I have a couple comments on narrative pandering. Because, okay... In the book, and I know you're not talking about it, but in the book, there was a lot more 80s stuff, and it felt more... In, it felt correct. Like, the well, the Just going to stop you really quick, because my second point is this, is that this is year 2045. Has pop culture really stopped after 2017? Every no, reference no, no. is 80s yeah. to 2017. So what happened to pop culture in the last 30 that years? That makes sense. Because in the book, this is a lot clearer. And in the movie, it doesn't matter as much. Um, the main character is not... Like, nostalgia is looking back on your childhood, right? So I'm not nostalgic for 80s video games. I'm nostalgic for Ocarina of Time, right? Yes. But this kid's life sucked so much, he had to be nostalgic for somebody else's childhood. So, so everybody he was else did that. Everybody else in the world did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the world is so bad that people don't have a childhood to look back on fondly. So in this world of the Oasis, it's like stuck in this perpetual 80s thing because that was the last childhood that people could be nostalgic about. And that's why it makes sense in the book so to me. Is that do people really think the 90s and early 2000s sucked that much? <laughs> Well, no, but he's just the guy that made it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, and I get that. That's I think it was supposed to be nostalgic about. It. I get that, and I'm I'm fine with that. Well, but it's not just that. That's what he was nostalgic for. He created the Oasis, so that's what the Oasis is nostalgic for. And now, like in this is in the book again, people stopped being nostalgic for their own childhoods because they started to get so bad because it's almost post-apocalyptic. So they're constantly looking back at this other guy's childhood because they didn't have one. Yeah. That that's to me the way it works out in the book, but in the movie, yeah, there's yeah. like a bunch of new no, stuff. In the movie they don't do that. They're like it's 80s through 2017 and it's a hard cutoff. You don't really see yeah. any other references to any like they could have like made like oh hey, here's a popular movie from this or they could have thrown in anything, but it was all pop culture from the past, which is it's like if you explain it through the book, like I said, I never read the book. So going into just watching the movie, my view is going to be a lot different from someone who's seen the book. I'll give it that credit of in the book, it makes a little bit more sense. But when you watch the movie, I understand why you're saying that. Okay. So then also along the lines of that is the shining, the whole scene with the shining and the main character gets mad at his friend for never seeing the shining. 
But The Shining came out in 1980. It's 2045, yeah. so it's been 65 years. That would be the equivalent of me getting mad at someone for not seeing The Omen or whatever happened to Baby Jane. That, that would be the same type of thing. Look, wait, you've never seen these horror movies from 60 years ago? Okay, so this is another thing that I know no. you're not talking about the book. You can't you cannot but... bring in a book about a movie discussion. They're two separate entities. Okay. And this is where I'll say I will agree Objection. that the Irrelevant. movie No, no, I'll say this. The movie did have an issue here where in the book it wasn't that the main character was supposed to directly par- parallel Halliday. It was supposed to be that the main character actually liked the same stuff as Halliday and therefore understood him. But that's what all of the um, Gunters, is that what they're called? Yeah, which, that's not a good term. Yeah, it sounds dirty, doesn't it? It sounds like something <laughs> you shouldn't sure call somebody. I'm pretty sure that word is, like, on the internet, already a dirty word. Well, it's also the penguin from Adventure Time. Ah, oh, um, see, but that's more like Gunther, but anyways, continue. My my brother also works with a guy named Gunter, so... <laughs> Just anyways. <move> <laughs> doesn't matter so um the gunters as like a group of people like not everyone in the oasis is a gunter the gunters are like this kind of smaller group inside the oasis Mm -hmm. they are like scholars of halliday yeah and that's see that's what i've heard through talking to my friend about the book so once again objection relevancy right well but the problem is they they don't set that up very well in the movie that like the main character is not good at driving a car in the Oasis in the book. He's good at playing 80s video games. But in the book, in the movie, he's just like good at racing cars, and that doesn't make any sense. That's not what Halliday was good at. So then it like it would make sense for him to be mad at a gunter that doesn't know everything about 80s movies, because that's like cred in that community, knowing stuff about 80s movies. So it it makes sense if you've read the book, but because you haven't, I agree that that was not well said. And that's up. the problem with this movie. You keep saying, oh, well, it's great if you read the book, but the movie yeah. shouldn't have to depend on the book to be good. And I'm not saying the movie I is totally bad. I totally agree again, with you. I'm not saying the movie is bad, but I'm saying the movie should be able to stand alone. And, I mean, that's not always the case. We have a lot of movies, Ghost in the Shell, that don't stand alone well. And I understand that, but... I'm coming here and I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, yeah, some of these things don't really make too much sense. Another point I had, the second challenge, the Shining challenge, was all about Kira, which actually wasn't her real name. And at the very end, when she's asked to dance, she says, I've been waiting for this for you to ask or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Isn't that super creepy? Because he went on one date with her in the movie. He went on one date with her, is hung up over her for i would say 30 years so much so that one of the things he does before he dies is make this whole thing challenge dedicated to how he feels like he's thrown away a chance and it's just like you were hung up over a girl that you went on one day and once again you can say oh well in the book whatever but in the movie it's shown as one day he had talked to her previously for went on one day and he's hung up over her so much so that his whole, like, it's his whole entire little mini world inside this game is involved with that. She says a line that, oh, I've been waiting for you to ask, but she never said that in real life. I would assume from what the movie gave to me that she truly loved the other guy because, you know, they got married and, like, they didn't divorce. She she died young. So I would assume that they 
we're in love. So this whole thing that maybe she's still hung up on me type thing that he put into this game is really freaking creepy to me. Can can I can I answer this a little bit? But in the book, I got, I got some thoughts. In the book, no, no. Do you want to know what my favorite part of the movie was? Was that scene? Halliday and Simon Pegg talking to each other. I thought that both of those actors did such an amazing job at portraying those roles, and they were so horribly underused. Yes. Okay, first off, I want to throw out, I love Simon Pegg. He is great. I, like, every movie I've seen, I want to lick his face. Yeah. Hot Fuzz, Shot yeah. of the Dead, even the Mission Impossible movies he's been in, I've really liked. Because <laughs> he's, he's, in, he's the best part of the Mission Impossible Tom movies. Cruise, which is amazing to me. Because he's just so charismatic, so funny, so lighthearted in these movies that I just love him. And so when I saw him in this movie, I'm just like, heck yeah. And he did a great job acting as that part. Like the whole, the friendship on between him and Holiday seemed real. He seemed like... Because I've seen that before. The like guy who's a little bit more socially confident, but still a nerd in his own right. Like, being good friends with this guy who's just completely just a loser. Um, was, well, and the point... Short, but just, I like that relationship. But anyways, what point were you going to make before I went off on a love fest? Okay, so... No, it's fine. So Mandy made a really good point when I was talking to her about the movie. Which is that she felt like we needed to see one more scene of him and Halliday fighting. Um... Simon Pegg and Halliday having a fight because at the very end, you know, when uh, our main character goes to sign the contract and then he doesn't, he's like, no, this is just like when you and Halliday broke up and got mad at each other. So I'm not going to sign the contract. You know, I'm going to run it with my friends. And Halliday's like, oh, good. You didn't make the same mistakes as me. You care about people, whatever. But we never saw them have that fight. Like really early in the movie, you saw them disagreeing with each other about being responsible for the Oasis. But you never saw that really blow up and come to a head where Halliday or him decided they couldn't be friends anymore. So um, what does this have to do with what I said about Kira? Okay, it does. Because in the book, they establish a lot more about the relationship between those two guys and therefore the relationship between the three of them. You can't because everything I say with in the book. I... I'm 100% agreeing with oh, you okay. that these are things that were pluses in the book that they then neglected in the movie to the movie's detriment. Because to me, it made sense because you kind of get that she was like the only girl that ever paid attention to him and he just didn't like know how to handle it. And so then he still had to be around her all the time because she was married to his best friend. And it was kind of like a... He kind of lost both of these people in a sense. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was this girl that he liked and his best friend got married. And then he really didn't have either of them anymore. One person and also <laughs> just never. No, it's just it's fine. I get it because that's I get that's his character. I get it. But I just thought it was super Again, weird. Though, like shown in the movie. You go on one date with a girl and you're so hung up over her for like 30 years. Right, and the thing is he didn't go on one date with her. It was like his best friend. It was like his third, it was his other best friend, basically. And once again, I understand that in the book... You don't see it at all. In the book, it's different, but in the movie, you don't see that. Yeah, in the movie, they don't... Another thing is, I know that the book is like a span of multiple months, which is like most books that turn into movies, they shorten to being a couple of days. 
So the book will span multiple yeah. months. So to me, that club scene where the main character, Z, or whatever you want to call him, he freaks out and is like, I love you. I'm in love with you to the only other female character in the movie. Jordan. And it's just like... Hang on, I have to ask you something. Hold on, just one... What? No, I'm just saying, like, do you have, like, a favorite female fictional character that you're telling me if you saw at a nightclub, you wouldn't be like, I love you! She's not... A, I want to lick your she face! She wasn't a famous fictional character. She's a real person. Yeah, she was. That he only well, talked to... Well, kind of. He only talked to... In shown in the movie, he only talked to on a couple occasions. They went on one date, and he's already saying, I love you. And from talking to my That's friend true. about... Jordan. What? You're misrepresenting the movie. How? He said she was like a famous streamer. Okay, watch also all of the her second videos. thing about that is he says she's a Twitch a famous Twitch streamer, yet he's never seen what she actually looks like. There aren't famous Twitch streamers that never show their face online. Jordan, I, I don't know how to tell you this. The people that wrote this movie don't know what Twitch is. <laughs> I get that. But because I get that. We'll, we'll just... Twitch wouldn't exist. In this in this world, Twitch would not exist. No, it would and this world actually had its own version of Twitch that made a lot more sense. That they cut out of the movie for some reason. But anyways, go ahead. Still, as shown in the movie, he's like, oh yeah, I know this Twitch streamer. He, then he goes and says, I love you on the first date. Nerds. Everybody out there, nerds, normal people, whatever. Don't ever do that. Do not ever say no one does I that. love you on the first date. Do not. It is a no-no. You will not be like shown as, oh yeah, he loves... No, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. Girl, guy, whatever whatever your gender, whatever your role in life is, do not ever say I love you on the first date. Well, it assumes an amount of intimacy that he had not earned with this person. And I think they were trying to drive home again that like, uh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to make some assumptions based on the movie that I think is doing it favors. So I think what they were trying to nail home is that for um Artemis, the relationship was very... She thought of it as fake. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it was. I think she kind of thought of it as like, you know when you're playing Harvest Moon and you get married? Did you ever play you Harvest Moon? You know when Moon? you play literally every other game where you could have like a romantic relationship with someone and you can make them yeah, fall Yeah, and you, you just do yes, it for the fun of Harvest it. Harvest Moon instead of using every other game that you could have a romantic relationship in. That's the only game I've played where I've taken the time to buy someone a the thousand Witcher, cookies so I can the, marry um, them. In, life is Never strange. played it. Um, anything. Never played it. Never played any of those games. Mass Never Effect. played The Sims. Never played Skyrim. it. Hate it. Fable. You can get married in Skyrim? How do you get married in Skyrim? What do you do? Murder a dragon and give the head to somebody? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyways, just Cody. Okay, so back to my point. Back to my point. Move when there's so many other things available. Okay, let me let me finish my point here about this. Okay, so he, I think, was supposed to be... For him, it was like he thought he had a real relationship with her and that he loved her, yes. right? For her, I think she thought of it as part of the game that she was just kind of having fun with and then the reason she pulled back was for him he thought he was having a real relationship for her she's like i'm playing a video game this isn't real and then she's like no i don't, I don't want this like I, this is a game to me this is not real life and suddenly i'm a resistance leader yeah okay so two things about that scene because we got to it one i was not prepared for there to be a zero g lap dance 
in this movie. Yeah, that was you when said, she's you like, "Do you have a haptic suit?" Week, and then it happened. I was like, "Oh." It just felt uncomfortable. Like I was just sitting in a theater and I was like, "Yeah." Hey, let me brush my hand across your crotch. Wink, wink. Yeah, and then she's like, "By the way, I don't like you." And I'm like, "Man, you're just into giving virtual hand jobs than just <laughs> bouncing, I guess." But okay. We got to talk about the resistance because it's the dumbest part of the movie. <laughs> Two things. One, this is supposed to be a 10 minute she... episode. Now we're almost on 30. <laughs> Shut up. I need to talk about this because there's two very important things to know with the resistance. One, you should not bring up a resistance and then have the resistance do nothing, especially when the resistance could have a total. Like there was something for the resistance to do. They introduced Finale, who was not in the book, but was in the movie. I actually liked the addition of Finale, and she was like the real world threat. She would attack people in real life with guns, yes. right? Perfect thing for the resistance to fight. And instead, the resistance just disappeared. It was stupid. Second thing, she gave a guy a virtual lap dance whilst in front of the resistance. Like they show her little area where she's set up oh, on the rig. Yeah, I didn't, and I like didn't think about that. That's very funny. There's just like a dude in there with her, like a bunch that of is, guys just in there, and she's like got goggles on, just like grinding on somebody. And I'm like, that's gotta be awkward for them. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And I mean, that can't be the first time it's happened, right? So do they just ignore it when she's like, like when she like she, in there? She says she's going to the club. They just all leave the room, close the doors, pulls down the shutters. It's like we're not, we're not, we're not gonna see this. This is too. Except weird for this. the one guy who doesn't, you know what I mean? Who's just also, like, all uh, opens the door. Oh, to keep an eye on the servers. Totally have sex in this game um okay the book addresses it no you want me to i tell don't because we're not talking book? about the book are you sure because it's way creepier what we happens can talk in the about book. it off air <laughs> he buys a sex doll in the book oh, God. when when artemis breaks up with him oh that's his response to getting broken up with is buying a sex doll see okay he buys like a sex up, doll and has like virtual sex exactly with it. the picture of the weird creepy nerd that people don't like it's like oh this girl doesn't like me fine then i'll screw something else here's this inanimate object right. that truly loves me no we're i'm people are gonna hate well so, okay, here's the he, thing is doing these he, like, episodes puts on the talk, goggles wait, though on. just doing these episodes where we talk about like pop culture and talk about other worlds people are gonna hate me because i sound like such a stick in the mud when it comes to all of this we need to do next time we need to do something that we like because i sound like such a terrible person yeah you don't like sex dolls you're so boring I, I agree. I mean, every time you start hating on sex dolls, I get really bored, and you're like, "Gosh, you're so lame, Jordan." Like, okay, because I hated. Why on can't the you sex just let me have my Oasis and sex doll? I'm hating on nerds. It's it just I'm. I need to light it up. I just. I'm not even gonna. We can talk about our the other points on our world deconstruction episode. But I just need to light it up. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I think that you're making valid points here, Jordan. Also, okay, just quick. There's a couple other things, just very quick. Um, H says that she doesn't like horror movies, but then in the last battle gives um, Z the Chucky doll as a weapon. Why does she have the Chucky? She also does the Terminator 2 thumbs up yeah. when she dies. Yeah. Also, the, the whole thing of their sacrificing themselves, does it really matter? Because it's virtual reality. They lose all their oh loot, gosh, Jordan. You can get again. I mean, I get with the one guy who's like, oh, I spent 10 years on this character. I get that. Cool. But just then also, again, the whole sacrifice thing is then undone because everybody loses their loot. Well, only the Gunters. Well, every, That's not everybody. Everybody involved in the battle loses their loot. Also, they 
This game is international and huge, as shown as being the biggest thing ever, but all the main characters live within driving distance of each other. And yes, I know it's different in the book, but they're in driving distance of each other so that they all show up within... This is shown over being a couple of days. They show up at the last battle in a couple of days, so they're all within driving distance. And then lastly, my last point... No, wait, Jordan, no. You don't have to drive... Jordan, it's a video game. You don't have to drive in real life to Ohio to be in the last no, battle. No, not that. The main characters, how the main characters all met up in real life. Oh, yeah. yeah shut up, yeah. Cody. Well, I know why. Okay, there's an explanation shut for up. that. You're stupid. No, there's a real world yeah, explanation for that. Don't care. No, what? but there is, though. They all live in the city that the video game was founded in. Halliday yeah, was from Cleveland, that. Ohio. He was in, it was also in Columbus. They you know, did. It was also in Columbus, which I grew up in Columbus, so I thought that was super cool because I keep saying it's like, Columbus oh my gosh, is Jordan is growing <laughs> city. It really is. Every time I go back to Columbus, there's something new there. So, yeah. I know. Every time I go to Columbus, there's just like giant stacked well, no, up just the tenement way that, nightmares that the way, fall the way over. That, um, where I grew up is just like overgrowing in the last few years. It makes, like, this movie makes sense. And also, just having a movie set where I grew, like, spent, what, a good 16 years of my life. Oh, but gotcha. I grew up in Columbus. Gotcha. Well, Westerville, north of Columbus. But I grew up in Columbus. And so, seeing this movie, just, like, it was kind of cool. It's like, oh, hey, Columbus is actually important for once. I think the reason they set it in Columbus is because they were like, what's the least important hey, city where a nerd Shut could up. come from? And they're like probably Columbus, okay, Ohio. Well, we need, we you know, everyone's heard of it, but no one can point at it on a map. And cranky pretty soon. So my very, I'm not very dude, last point is I have more I want to say, but go okay, ahead. My very last point, I have one more point thing. on this movie slash book is yay, we saved the Oasis. Real life still sucks, but to remedy this, we take two days out of seven to just not be in the game. What's what is that gonna fix? I'm a grump. Okay, so the the uh, I'm not going to talk about the book. Do you want to? I have a beef with the end of the Go movie. Ahead. And again, this was something they set up and then did also, not pay off right. And I don't know why they did. The at didn't. the end of the movie was Holiday's like, oh, you're not an AI, are you? He's like, no. And then they don't explain what that means. And he just walks away. Okay, you're you're wrong about that. They left the perfect amount of whimsy in this oh, story. Shut up. Halliday does not need to be explained. He was a whimsical, semi-magical being. This episode is called Jordan is... Hates Everything, by the way. Okay, but here is my problem with the end of the movie, right? Okay, so there's this big final showdown where all the Gunters, who was apparently everybody, not just like Everybody whatever, in the world was a Gunter, unlike in the book. Has like a showdown with all of like the corporation guys that are evil, right? And they totally kill all of them, and it's epic. And they're all like, "Yeah, we're amazing, right?" And then they all the guys. And then they're driving also, in the van. Some of the bad guys were cheering for him at the very end, but then it's like, "Wait, you're all out of a job. You're gonna be in poverty pretty soon." I have a. That makes sense because they were all the Halliday experts yeah, that cared about the game. Yeah, but they're all out of a job now. They were just doing Life it for the sucks pain. for them. Well, yeah, but they saved the Oasis, so whatever. Um. Okay. So. We get to the end of the movie, and they're driving in the van, and Finale's attacking them, and the main bad guy's chasing him down with a gun, and what's his name? Oh, uh, gosh. What's the main character's name? Boring white Wade guy. Watts, um, which sounds like a superhero name. You know, Wade. like Wade Wilson, Deadpool. Anyways, so Wade is driving, and he's like, I'm going to the stacks. I need all of my stacks brethren to come and back yeah. me up, right? So a mob forms in real oh, and life, and he has a gun, like, and they oh, could easily it. take it this down? Is- 
shut up, Jordan. I'm making my no, point. So, so they form their mob and it's perfectly paralleling them, like the characters in the game standing up to this guy in real life. And it's going to be this moment of them empowering themselves by gaining confidence in a video game to actually make positive changes in the world. And it's all about how real communities are formed. So when this guy shows up with a gun, a real group of people can actually take action and, you know, be empowered to do something to fix their circumstances. And then he just waves the gun around and they just let him past. And I'm like, okay, check it out. What you do as soon as he walks into the crowd and his back is facing towards you, hit him with a wrench, wrench him in the head. Bap, bap, bap. Now he's dead. Like, what are you doing? They let him walk through the crowd, but it's like, you are all behind him now. He can't see you. You can easily stop him. He's going to murder your hero. He's not coming here to make friends. He has a gun. Hit him in the head with a crowbar. Like, drive a car into him. Nerd rage is how I feel about this now. Once again, I enjoyed the movie. I it had was fun just in theaters. So nerd stupid. Rage. Nerd rage. Nerd rage. Ugh. I was just like, okay, you set up this beautiful moment where he doesn't realize that by losing this battle, he has lost in real life, and that he's gonna like go there and get jumped because he's not like he does not under he can no longer separate the real world from the oasis and there's all this good stuff that was going to happen when he shows up there. He's like, I'm powerful. And then a guy just whacks him in the head with a crowbar. And he's like, oh, the real world sucks. My brain's yeah. hurt. You know, like that was going to be what happens. And then it didn't. And and then he just opened the door and didn't shoot Wade yeah, for no reason. Because he sees the gold glow. Duh. That, it, it, <sighs> it's fine. It's so dumb. Cody, it's so I had dumb. fun watching. It's fine. It's, it's fine. so dumb. It, it was a fine movie. Like we need to get into the real episode. Nerd rage is over. <laughs> So, thank you for listening to Jordan Hates Every time Everything I talk is, about the movie, Cody I like it less. tries to defend it based on a book. Um, we can, also, we need to do this yeah. like little short thing again for Infinity Wars, the movie that you're probably not going to go see, are you? Oh, I'm going to see Infinity Wars. Dude, I love the new Thor. Have you seen Black Panther yet? Oh, it was No, it was actually I haven't. Good. It was the Marvel formula, but it was I might actually still well. see it. it. done. Very good. I've heard, like, very good things about the world like the place where it was set was supposedly really cool and i know i need to go and see it but it's really hard to motivate myself to see another marvel movie because of like ant-man and doctor strange they're both just so it does the marvel formula but it does it well and the world is amazing it's colorful and beautiful and perfect so we'll have to do another one of these bonus like just movie rants where jordan hates everything and cody likes it also you need to go see a quiet place because we're gonna have to talk about that i can't i don't have horror do what i do and see it alone except the darkness within you you are the only one who understands you no one else will are you are you reciting poetry did you write this when you were no this is literally what i just came up with because i'm just that like loner guy who i have friends i swear i have a girlfriend guys i have a girlfriend she's real anyways I don't believe you. I've never seen your girlfriend before. We're done with this bonus episode and on to the real stuff.